part two of book one of laws by plato translated by benjamin joet this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by jeffrey edwards part two of book one megalos i admit stranger that your words are well spoken at the same time i hardly know what to say and i still think that the spartan lawgiver was quite right in forbidding pleasure of the cretan laws i shall leave the defence to my nocian friend but the laws of sparta in as far as they relate to pleasure appear to me to be the best in the world for that which leads mankind in general into the wildest pleasure and license and every other folly the law has clean driven out and neither in the country nor in towns which are under the control of sparta will you find revelries and the many incitements of pleasure which accompany them and stir them up to the utmost and any one who meets a drunken and disorderly person will immediately have him punished and will not let him off on any pretence not even at the time of a dionysiac festival although i have remarked that this may happen at your performances quote, on the cart close quote, as they are called and among our tarentine colonists i have seen the whole city drunk at a dionysiac festival but nothing of that kind happens among us athenian stranger o oh, lacedaemonian stranger these festivities are praiseworthy where there is a spirit of endurance but are very senseless when they are under no regulations in order to retaliate an athenian has only to point out the license which exists among your women to all such accusations whether they are brought against the tarentines or us or you there is one answer which exonerates the practice in question from impropriety when a stranger expresses wonder at the singularity of what he sees any inhabitant will naturally answer him wonder not o stranger this is our custom and you may very likely have some other custom about the same things now we are speaking my friends not about men in general but about the merits and defects of the lawgivers themselves let us then discourse a little more at length about them and about the nature of intoxication at large which is a very important matter and requires all the wisdom of the legislator to determine i am not talking of the mere practice of drinking or not drinking wine in general but about downright intoxication are we to follow the custom of the scythians and persians and carthaginians and celts and iberians who are all warlike nations or to follow your custom who as you say wholly abstain whereas the scythians and thracians both men and women drink unmixed wine which they also pour on their garments and this they think a happy and glorious institution the persians again are much given to other practices of luxury which you reject but they have more moderation in them than the thracians and scythians megalos o best of men 
we have only to take arms into our hands and we drive all these nations flying before us athenian stranger my good friend do not say that there have been as there always will be flyings and pursuings of which no account can be given and therefore we cannot say that victory or defeat in battle afford more than a doubtful proof of the goodness or badness of institutions for when the greater states conquer and enslave the lesser as the syracusans have done the locrians who appear to be the best governed people in that part of the world or as the athenians have done the Seans, and there are ten thousand other instances of the same sort of thing all that is not to the point let us endeavour rather to form a conclusion about the various institutions themselves and say nothing at present of victories and defeats let us only say that such a thing is honourable and some other thing not and first permit me to tell you how good and bad are to be estimated in reference to these very matters megalos how do you mean athenian stranger all those who are ready at a moment's notice to praise or censure any practice which is matter of discussion seem to me to proceed in a wrong way let me give you an illustration of what i mean you may suppose a person to be praising wheat as a good sort of food whereupon another person instantly blames wheat without ever inquiring into its effect or use or in what way or to whom or with what or in what state wheat is to be applied and that is just what we are doing in this discussion at the very mention of the word intoxication one side is ready with their praises and the other with their censures and this is absurd for either side adduce their witnesses and approvers and some of us think that we speak with authority because we have many witnesses and others because they see those who abstain conquering in battle and this again is disputed by us now i cannot say that i approve of such a method of discussing laws and about this very point of intoxication i should like to speak in another way which i hold to be the right one for if number is to be the criterion are there not myriads upon myriads of nations ready to do battle with you who are only two cities megalos i shall gladly welcome any method of inquiry which is right athenian stranger let me put the matter thus suppose a person to praise the keeping of goats and the creatures themselves as capital things to have and then someone who had seen goats feeding without a goat herd in cultivated spots and doing mischief was to censure a goat or any other animal who has no keeper or a bad keeper would there be any sense at all in such censure megalos certainly not athenian stranger does a captain require only to have nautical knowledge in order to be a good captain whether he is or is not seasick what do you say to that megalos i say that he is not a good captain if he is liable to sickness athenian stranger and what would you say of the commander of an army 
will he be able to command merely because he has military skill if he be a coward who when danger comes is sick and drunk with fear megalos impossible athenian stranger and what if besides being a coward he have no skill megalos he is a miserable fellow who is only fit to be a commander of old women athenian stranger and what would you say of some one who blames or praises any sort of meeting which is intended by nature to have a ruler and is well enough when under his presidency the critic however has never seen the society meeting together at an orderly feast under the control of a president but always without a ruler or with a bad one how can you imagine that the praise or blame of observers of this class is of any value in reference to such meetings megalos certainly not if they have never seen or been present at such a meeting when rightly ordered athenian stranger but think may not banqueters and banquets be said to constitute a sort of meeting megalos certainly athenian stranger and did any one ever see this convivial meeting rightly ordered of course you two will answer at once that you have never seen them at all because they are not customary or lawful in your country but i have come across many of them in many different places and moreover i have made inquiries about them wherever i went as i may say and never did i see or hear of anything of the sort which was carried on altogether rightly in some few particulars they might be right but in general they were utterly wrong cleinias what do you mean stranger by this remark explain for we as you say from our inexperience in such matters might very likely not know even if we came in their way what was right or wrong in such societies athenian stranger likely enough then let me try to be your instructor you would acknowledge would you not that in all gatherings of mankind of whatever sort there ought to be a leader cleinias certainly i should athenian stranger and we were saying just now that when men are at war the leader ought to be a brave man cleinias certainly athenian stranger the brave man is less likely than the coward to be disturbed by fears cleinias that is also true athenian stranger and if there were a possibility of having a general of an army who was absolutely fearless and imperturbable should we not by all means appoint him cleinias to be sure athenian stranger now however we are speaking not of a general who is to command an army when foe meets foe in time of war but of one who is to regulate meetings of another sort when friend meets friend in time of peace cleinias true athenian stranger and that sort of meeting if attended with drunkenness is apt to be unquiet cleinias certainly the reverse of quiet athenian stranger then in the first place these revellers will surely require a ruler cleinias to be sure 
nowhere are men more in need of one athenian stranger and we ought if possible to provide a quiet man for the office cleinias certainly athenian stranger and he should be a man who understands society for his duty is to preserve the friendly feelings which exist among the company at the time and to increase them for the future by his use of the occasion cleinias very true athenian stranger must we not appoint a sober man and a wise man as master of the revels for if the ruler of drinkers be himself young and drunken and not overwise only by some special good fortune will he be saved from doing some great evil cleinias he will require singular good fortune athenian stranger now suppose such associations to be framed in the best way possible in states and that someone blames the very fact of their existence he may very likely be right we admit that but if he blames a practice which he only sees in the utmost state of disorder in the first place he shows that he is not aware of the disorder and also not aware that everything done in this way will clearly be wrong because done without the superintendence of a sober ruler do you not see that a drunken pilot or a drunken ruler of any sort will ruin ship chariot army anything in short of which he has the direction cleinias the last remark is very true stranger and i see quite clearly the advantage of an army having a good leader he will give victory in war to his followers which is a very great advantage and this is true of other things but i do not see any similar advantage which either individuals or states gain from the good management of a feast and i want you to tell me what great good will be effected supposing that this drinking ordinance is duly established athenian stranger if you mean to ask what great good accrues to the state from the right training of a single youth or of a single chorus when the question is put in that form we must answer that the good is not very great in any particular instance but if you ask what is the good of education in general the answer is easy that education makes good men and that good men act nobly and conquer their enemies in battle because they are good education certainly gives victory although victory sometimes produces forgetfulness of education for many have grown insolent from victory in war and this insolence has engendered in them innumerable evils and many a victory has been and will be suicidal to the victors but education is never suicidal cleinias you seem to imply my friend that convivial meetings when rightly ordered are an important element of education athenian stranger certainly i do cleinias and can you show that what you have been saying is true athenian stranger to be absolutely sure of the truth of matters concerning which there are many opinions is an attribute of the gods not given to man stranger but i shall be very happy to tell you what i think 
especially as we are now proposing to enter on a discussion concerning laws and constitutions cleinias your opinion stranger about the questions which are now being raised is precisely what we want to hear athenian stranger very good i will try to find a way of explaining my meaning and you shall try to have the gift of understanding me this shall be the aim of our conversation but first let me make an apology the athenian citizen is reputed among all the hellenes to be a great talker whereas the spartan is renowned for brevity and the cretan is held to be a sagacious reserved sort of person now i am afraid of appearing to elicit a very long discourse out of very small materials for drinking may indeed appear to be a slight matter and yet is one which cannot be rightly ordered according to nature without correct principles of music these are necessary with a view to any satisfactory treatment of the subject and music again runs up into education generally and the discussion of all this will be endless what would you say then to leaving these matters at present and passing on to some other question of law megalos o oh, athenian stranger let me tell you what perhaps you do not know that our family is your proxenus i imagine that from their earliest youth all boys when they are told that they are the proxeni of a particular state feel kindly towards the state of which they are the proxeni as to a second country and this has certainly been my own feeling i can well remember from the days of my boyhood how when any lacedaemonians praised or blamed the athenians they used to say to me see megalos how ill or how well as the case might be has your state treated us and when i heard this having always had to fight your battles against detractors i became warmly attached to you and i feel at this moment that i like to hear the athenian tongue spoken the common saying is quite true that a good athenian is more than ordinarily good for he is the only man who is freely and genuinely good by the inspiration of nature and is not manufactured by the law therefore be assured that i shall like to hear you say whatever you have to say cleinias i can say the same stranger and let me also remind you that there is a tie which unites you with crete you must have heard the story of the prophet epimenides who was of my family and came to athens ten years before the persian war in accordance with the response of the oracle and offered certain sacrifices which the god commanded the athenians were at that time in dread of the persian invasion and he said that for ten years they would not come and that when they came they would go away again without accomplishing any of their objects and would suffer more evil than they inflicted at that time my forefathers formed ties of hospitality with you thus ancient is the friendship which i and my parents have had for you athenian stranger you seem to be quite ready to listen and i am also ready to perform as much as i can of an almost impossible task which i will nevertheless attempt 
at the outset of the discussion let me define the nature and power of education for this is the way by which our argument must travel onwards to the god dionysus cleinias let us proceed if you please athenian stranger well then if i tell you what are my notions of education will you tell me whether you agree with them cleinias let us hear athenian stranger according to my view he who would be good at anything must practise that thing from his youth upwards both in sport and earnest in the particular way which the work requires for example he who is to be a good builder should play at building children's houses and he who is to be a good husbandman at tilling the ground those who have the care of their education should provide them when young with mimic tools and they should learn beforehand the knowledge which they will afterwards require for their art for example the future carpenter should learn to measure or apply the line in play and the future warrior should learn riding or some other exercise for amusement and the teacher should endeavour to direct the children's inclinations and pleasures by the help of amusements to their final aim in life the sum of education is right training in the nursery the soul of the child in his play should be trained to that sort of excellence in which when he grows up to manhood he will have to be perfected do you agree with me thus far cleinias certainly athenian stranger then let us not leave the meaning of education ambiguous or ill-defined at present when we speak in terms of praise or blame about the bringing up of each person we call one man educated and another uneducated although the uneducated man may be sometimes very well educated for the calling of a retail trader or of a captain of a ship and the like for we are not speaking of education in this sense of the word but of that other education in virtue from youth upwards which makes a man eagerly pursue the ideal perfection of citizenship and teaches him how rightly to rule and how to obey this is the only training which upon our view would be characterized as education that other sort of training which aims at the acquisition of wealth or bodily strength or mere cleverness apart from intelligence and justice is mean and illiberal and is not worthy to be called education at all but let us not quarrel with one another about the name provided that the proposition which has just been granted hold good to wit that those who are rightly educated generally become good men neither must we cast a slight upon education which is the first and fairest thing that the best of men can ever have and which though liable to take a wrong direction is capable of reformation and this work of reformation is the great business of every man while he lives cleinias very true and we quite agree with you athenian stranger and we agreed before that they are good men who are able to rule themselves and bad men who are not cleinias most true athenian stranger 
let me now proceed if i can to clear up the subject a little further by an illustration which i will offer you cleinias proceed athenian stranger do we not consider each of ourselves as one cleinias true athenian stranger and each one of us has in his bosom two counsellors both foolish and also antagonistic of which the one we call pleasure and the other pain cleinias true athenian stranger also there are opinions about the future which have the general name of expectations and the specific name of fear when the expectation is of pain and of hope when of pleasure and further there is reflection about the good or evil of them and this when embodied in a decree by the state is called law cleinias i am hardly able to follow you proceed however as if i were megalos i am in the like case athenian stranger let us look at the matter in this way may we not regard every living being as a puppet of the gods which may be their plaything only or may be created with a purpose for that is a matter which we cannot certainly know but this we know that these affections in us are like cords and strings which pull us different and opposite ways and to opposite actions and herein lies the difference between virtue and vice the argument tells me that every man ought to follow one of these cords and not let go but pull with that against all the rest and this is the sacred and golden cord of reason called by us the common law of the state there are others also which are hard and of iron but this is soft because golden and there are various other kinds now we ought always to cooperate with the lead of the best which is law for inasmuch as reason is beautiful and gentle and not violent her rule must needs have ministers in order to help the golden principle in vanquishing the other principles and thus the moral tale about our being puppets will not be lost and the meaning of the expression quote, superior or inferior to a man's self close quote, will become clearer as also that in this matter of pulling the strings of the puppet cities as well as individuals should live according to reason the individual attaining reason in himself and the city receiving reason from some god or from the legislator who knows making that her law in her intercourse with herself and with other states in this way virtue and vice will be more clearly distinguished by us and when this has become clearer education and other institutions will in like manner become clearer and in particular that question of convivial entertainment which may seem perhaps to have been a very trifling matter and to have taken a great many more words than were necessary cleinias perhaps however the theme may turn out not to be unworthy of the length of discourse athenian stranger very good let us proceed with any inquiry which really bears on our present object cleinias proceed
athenian stranger suppose that we give this puppet of ours drink what will be the effect on him cleinias with what view do you ask that question athenian stranger i will tell you hereafter what my view is when the puppet is brought to the drink what sort of result is likely to follow i will endeavour to explain my meaning more clearly what i am asking is this does the drinking of wine heighten and increase pleasures and pains and passions and loves cleinias very greatly athenian stranger and our perception and memory and opinion and prudence heightened and increased do not these qualities entirely desert a man if he become saturated with drink cleinias yes they entirely desert him athenian stranger does he not return to the state of the soul in which he was when a young child cleinias to be sure athenian stranger then at that time he will have the least control over himself cleinias the least athenian stranger and will he not be in a most wretched plight cleinias most wretched athenian stranger then not only an old man but also a drunkard becomes a second time a child cleinias well said stranger athenian stranger will any argument prove to us that we ought to encourage such a state and not do all that we can to avoid it cleinias i suppose that there are arguments in defence of drinking at any rate you said just now that you were ready to maintain such a doctrine athenian stranger true i did say that and i hold to my word as you both declared that you were ready to hear me cleinias to be sure we will hear you if only for the sake of the strangeness of the paradox which asserts that a man ought of his own accord to plunge into utter degradation athenian stranger are you speaking of the soul cleinias yes athenian stranger and what would you say about the body my friend when we think of deformity leanness ugliness decrepitude may we not wonder at any one being willing to incur that sort of thing cleinias certainly athenian stranger yet when a man goes of his own accord to a doctor's shop and takes medicine is he not quite aware that soon and for many days afterwards he will be in a state of body which he would die rather than accept as the permanent condition of his life are not those who train in gymnasia at first beginning reduced to a state of weakness cleinias yes all that is well known athenian stranger also that they go of their own accord for the sake of the subsequent benefit cleinias very good athenian stranger and we may conceive this to be true in the same way of other practices cleinias certainly athenian stranger and the same view may be taken of the pastime of drinking wine if we are right in supposing that the same effect follows cleinias to be sure athenian stranger if such convivialities should turn out to have any like advantage equal in importance to the bodily one 
they are in their very nature to be preferred to mere bodily exercise inasmuch as they have no accompaniment of pain cleinias true but i hardly think that we shall be able to discover anything of that sort in them athenian stranger that is just what i am about to show and let me ask you a question do we not distinguish two kinds of fear which are all but opposites cleinias what are they athenian stranger there is the fear of expected evil cleinias yes athenian stranger and there is the fear of an evil reputation we are afraid of being thought evil because we do or say some dishonourable thing which fear we and all men term shame cleinias certainly athenian stranger these are the two fears as i called them one of which is the opposite of pain and other fears and the opposite also of the greatest and most numerous sort of pleasures cleinias that is very true athenian stranger and does not the legislator and every one who is good for anything hold this fear in the greatest honour this is what he terms reverence and the confidence which is the reverse of this he terms insolence and the latter he always deems to be a very great evil both to individuals and to states cleinias true athenian stranger does not this sort of fear preserve us in many important ways and is there any single thing which equally gives victory and safety in war for there are two things which give victory confidence before enemies and fear of disgrace before friends cleinias true athenian stranger then each of us should be fearless and also fearful and what we fear or ought not to fear has been determined cleinias certainly athenian stranger and when we want to make any one fearless we and the law bring him face to face with many fears cleinias clearly athenian stranger and when we want to make him rightly fearful must we not bring him face to face with shamelessness and exercise him in taking up arms against his own pleasures and overcoming them will he have to fight against and conquer his own cowardice and in this way become perfected in valour since if he be unpractised and inexperienced in such conflicts he will not be half the man which he might have been in respect of virtue and are we to suppose that not he who has fought with the shameless and unrighteous temptations of his pleasures and lusts and conquered them in earnest and in play and in every sort of way word or work will be perfectly temperate but that perfect temperance will be attained by him who has no experiences of this sort cleinias that would be very improbable athenian stranger suppose that some god had given a fear potion to men and that the more a man drank of this the more he regarded himself as the child of misfortune on every occasion of drinking and that he feared everything happening or to happen to him that at last 
the most courageous of men utterly lost his presence of mind for a time and only came to himself again when he had slept off the influence of the draught cleinias but do you know of any such draught stranger which is really to be found among men athenian stranger i do not but if there were might not such a draught have been of use to the legislator as a test of courage might we not go and say to him o legislator whether you are legislating for the cretans or the spartans or any other would you not like to have a touchstone of the courage and cowardice of your citizens cleinias that any one would allow athenian stranger and you would rather have a touchstone in which there is no risk and no great danger than the reverse cleinias that again no one will deny athenian stranger and in order to make use of the draught you would lead them amid such imaginary terrors and prove them when the affection of fear was working upon them and compel them to be fearless exhorting and admonishing them and honouring them but dishonouring any one who will not be persuaded by you to be in all respects such as you command him and if he underwent the trial well and manfully you would let him go unscathed but if ill you would inflict a punishment upon him or would you abstain from using the potion altogether although you have no reason for abstaining cleinias he would be certain stranger to use the potion athenian stranger this would be a mode of testing and training which would be wonderfully easy in comparison with those now in use and might be applied to one person or to a few or indeed to any number and he would do well who provided himself with the potion which alone is of more efficacy than ten thousand other things whether he preferred to be by himself in the wilderness and there contend with his fears because he was ashamed to be seen by the eye of man until he was perfect or trusting to the force of his own nature and habits and believing that he has been already disciplined sufficiently he did not hesitate to train himself in company with his boon companions and display his power in conquering the irresistible influence of the draught his virtue being such that he never in any instance fell into any great unseemliness but was always himself and left off before he arrived at the last cup fearing that he like all other men might be overcome by the potion cleinias yes stranger he too might do well and wisely in that way athenian stranger let us return to the lawgiver and say to him well lawgiver there is certainly no such fear potion which man has either received from the gods or himself discovered for witchcraft has no place at our board but is there any potion which might serve as a test of overboldness and excessive and indiscreet boasting cleinias i suppose that he will say yes meaning that wine is such a potion athenian stranger is not the effect of this quite the opposite of the effect of the other when a man drinks he at first becomes more cheerful than he was before and the more he drinks the more he is filled full of brave hopes and the opinion of his power 
and at last the string of his tongue is loosened and fancying himself wise he is brimming over with lawlessness and has no more fear or respect and is ready to do or say anything cleinias i think that any one will admit the truth of that description megalos certainly athenian stranger now let us remember as we were saying that there are two things which should be cultivated in the soul first the greatest courage secondly the greatest fear cleinias those you described as parts of reverence if i am not mistaken athenian stranger thank you for reminding me but now as the habit of courage and fearlessness is to be trained amid fears let us consider whether the opposite quality to fear is not also to be trained among opposites cleinias i dare say athenian stranger there are times and seasons at which we are by nature more than commonly valiant and bold now we ought to train ourselves on these occasions to be as free from impudence and shamelessness as possible and to be afraid to say or suffer or do anything that is base cleinias true athenian stranger are not the moments in which we are apt to be bold and shameless such as these when we are under the influence of anger love pride ignorance avarice cowardice or when wealth beauty strength and all the intoxicating workings of pleasure madden us what is better adapted than the festive use of wine in the first place to test and in the second place to train the character of a man if care be taken in the use of it what is there cheaper or more innocent for do but consider which is the greater risk would you rather test a man of harsh and uncivil nature out of which ten thousand acts of injustice arise by making bargains with him or by having him as a companion at the festival of dionysus or would you if you wanted to apply a touchstone to a man who is prone to love entrust your wife or your sons or daughters to him perilling your dearest interests in order to have a view of the condition of his soul i might add numberless particulars in which the advantage would be manifest of getting to know a character in sport and without paying dearly for experience and i do not believe that either a cretan or any other man will doubt that such a test is a fair test and safer cheaper and speedier than any other cleinias that is certainly true athenian stranger in this knowledge of the natures and habits of men's souls will be of the greatest use in that art which has the management of them and that art if i am not mistaken is politics cleinias certainly end of book one recording in memory of mitchell edwards